This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And we are live today down at BC Children's Hospital. Now, we are here to support the BC Children's Hospital Choices Lottery. The early bird deadline for that is tonight. The entire lottery is more than 94% sold as of well, 11 o'clock this morning, so I imagine that number's probably gone up just a little bit by now. And there's good reasons why. I mean, you should see these early bird prizes. They are impressive, not to mention the grand prizes that you also get to pick from. They are phenomenal. Uh, for instance, the early bird draw, which is actually going to be happening on April the 18th, but you have to buy your ticket by midnight tonight to get in on that. You could win a private jet trip, private Lear jet trip to Maui for six people with five nights, five-star accommodation, 2019 Tesla, plus $50,000 cash. That's just one prize. You can also take $250,000 in cash instead. There will also be 50 extra early bird winners of $1,000 cash each. Like I can go on and on and on. You can see it for yourself, though, at bcchildren.com and get your tickets. And the reason why we're here is that we like to tell the stories of Children's Hospital, too, about why it is it's so important to buy tickets for a lottery like this and where your money goes goes for a very good cause we heard earlier from the head of the foundation that the money goes towards clinical research uh, at the hospital that's what we're going to learn more about right now with the help of our guest dr soren gant who's the director of clinical research here at bc children's hospital dr gant thanks for joining us Thanks for having me. We have to drag you out for this thing, right? To tell people about how important these lotteries are. No, it's really my pleasure to be here. Good. Let's talk about the research. We've heard how critical uh, the lottery is to provide more money for research, but can you give us an idea of where that money goes? Yeah, so when people buy a lottery ticket, uh, that money goes to support really groundbreaking research to help kids uh, in BC and really across the country and across the world sometimes. uh, we um, use that money uh, to develop new treatments and cures for kids, and, and really that translates into hope uh, for a lot of kids and families, some of whom have uh, really devastating illnesses. Do we sometimes, do you think, underestimate the amount of research work that goes on here? We were we were talking to Tariq's mom earlier. He's been diagnosed with stage 4 neuroblastoma, and she was saying that the immunotherapy that treatment that he's undergoing right now might not have been available to him just a couple of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think people often don't recognize that all of the care that we provide, all the medical advances that are available now, uh, ultimately came from research, the kind of research that we're doing now. And without the kind of research that's supported by uh, donors, um, we won't be able to um, make new developments and find new cures. What are some of the big things that the department's working on now? So there's so many exciting things that our researchers are working on. Um, you know, uh, one example is uh, something called uh, HeartMap, uh, which is used in more than 50 hospitals around BC to help uh, kids in mental health crisis uh, get uh, get the best possible care that they can get. Unfortunately. 10 to 20 percent of of uh, of kids are affected by mental illness, and this is a really valuable uh, tool that's been uh, developed by researchers at BC Children's and, and rolled out across the province. How does that work? Um, well, it's a it's a tool to help uh, emergency room docs assess patients and and uh, and find out exactly the the best care that they need uh, to support those uh, those diagnoses and those patients. 
it's because often like with children's care, especially for something like mental health, it's so specialized, right? That's right. Yeah. Is it hard for other doctors in other ERs to recognize that? Yes, it is. And, and I think, you know, uh, at BC Children's, we are the referral center for the province and, and for the Yukon. Um, we uh, are the only uh, place in the region that provides uh, the, um, the, this level of advanced care. But a lot of what we do is meant to um, serve uh, uh, kids across the province and across Yukon uh, in places where they can't necessarily get to us easily um, to be able to provide a, a point of care uh, right. help. Yeah. How, do, how does the hospital do that then? How do you reach out to kids in healthcare facilities in other parts of the province? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, uh, Unfortunately, a lot of times uh, kids and families do need to come uh, all the way to Vancouver for their uh, care if they live far away, but we're uh, doing uh, more and more in the way of uh, outreach clinics and telehealth to be able to, to provide that expertise uh, um, throughout the region. So telehealth, that would mean that people, is it a video conferencing issue and they talk, they talk to the doctor and they can talk to the doctor here that way? Yeah, yeah, that's right. How yeah. do patients find that? You know, it, it, I think it's very well received and, and patients frequently don't want to travel uh, yeah. uh, far for their care, understandably. And, and so uh, there are lots of examples of how that's been really effective. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of discoveries going on here uh, that similarly um, uh, help patients uh, uh, outside of Vancouver and, and, uh, and, and throughout the region. Um, there's... Uh, uh, um, research programs to promote active and healthy living uh, for kids, things like um, activesafe.ca or live5210 uh, that are really um, meant to keep kids healthy and prevent them from becoming sick. Is this like a, is, is this hospital, is this institution known across the country? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's one of the premier children's hospitals, not only in Canada, but in North America. Um, the research that we do uh, is is really uh, cutting edge and it's um, uh, recognized uh, around the world in, in, many, uh, in many areas of, uh, uh, of, of study. Um, the donor funding really is critical uh, for that, to be able to recruit and retain some of the world's best scientists uh, to do this kind of work. Um, we've got uh, around a thousand uh, researchers on campus and and that's correct wow and and uh, about 70 percent of those are, are are researchers that actually also provide direct care uh, uh, to children and so uh, it's a it's a really fantastic place in in the way that the uh, hospital and the research institute are are yeah. are so interconnected you wear a couple of different hats you are also the associate professor of pediatrics, uh, meaning you do a lot in, you work with something called CMV. What is that? Uh, CMV um, is cytomegalovirus, uh, and, and um, it's not a virus that most people know a lot about, yeah. uh, but it's a really common infection. It, in fact, it's the most common congenital uh, infection in the world, um, meaning uh, that uh, babies are infected by their mothers before birth. Uh, this happens in, in around one out of every 200 babies that are born uh, in Canada, and it's a leading cause of birth defects, um, including hearing loss, intellectual disability, developmental delays. How are they infected? Like, where does the infection come from? Yeah, so infections are acquired uh, by moms through um, 
uh, saliva or urine from young kids usually who are infected and shed a lot of virus. Uh, they can also acquire it from um, from uh, their sexual partners, uh, but basically it's shed in, in bodily fluids. And, and in most people, uh, it doesn't cause any harm. Most of us don't know that we're infected at all. But when, when um, babies are infected before birth, uh, serious harm uh, uh, frequently happens. Are they infected in utero or is it while giving birth? Uh, in utero uh, is, is when the, the most damaging infections occur. Yeah. So then when do you test for this and what can you do if they test positive? That's a great question. Currently, there's not a lot of routine testing that goes on and, and most, di- most uh, infected babies aren't diagnosed. So that's one of the um, big efforts that we have is to improve the diagnosis uh, for these kids because there are some treatments and, and some, um, and some uh, care that we can provide that, that improves outcomes. We're also working hard to develop a CMV vaccine, um, and the res- research that we do uh, in my laboratory and in the vaccine evaluation center here, uh, I think, um, uh, holds a lot of promise for being able to prevent this disease in the first place. So is this, and I'd never heard of this before today, so can you say that with something like this infection, when you do have a baby that is born with uh, any kind of a birth defect and you didn't know why or didn't know where that came from, can you link it back to CMV? Well, that's one of the big challenges with CMV is a lot of times um, the damage isn't apparent at birth. And by the time the symptoms present, if someone's considering CMV as the diagnosis, it's hard to go back and make that right. diagnosis. So, so that's why we think newborn screening uh, may uh, be the best way to identify kids with this infection. And then can you follow them and say, okay, if they did test positive at birth, then we can see perhaps there's a potential for a problem down the line? Yeah, absolutely. So even kids who won't suffer um, uh, serious problems from the infection, we can follow those kids and make sure that they stay safe uh, and give their families anticipatory guidance about what to watch out for. That is so fascinating. And so like a couple of years ago, did we know about CMV? Yeah, um, CMV has been around a long time. Uh, there's been uh, some recent advances in terms of uh, being able to diagnose, this, uh, diagnose it and, and treat it uh, better, which is um, uh, increasing its, uh, its visibility. Right. Uh, but we still need to do a lot more uh, to educate, especially uh, women of childbearing age, about CMV because... Um, you know, uh, avoiding uh, uh, infection through, you know, good hand washing when they're um, handling uh, diapers of, of young kids or, oh, or yeah. um, you know, avoiding getting uh, little kids saliva in their mouth may pre- prevent them from getting infected and, and infecting their fetus. Oh, so much fascinating work is being done here. I learned so much. Dr. Gett, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's really my pleasure. Thank you. See, and you can help support that kind of work that Dr. Soren Gant was just talking about by, yes, you guessed it, buying a ticket for the BC Children's Hospital Choices Lottery.